This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Friday, June 18th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Happy to be joined right now by Brandon Huff, a national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. Brandon, you're talking to us from a hotel room in Sacramento right now. Recruiting never stops. Your your road trips, travels, they never end. But we're here to talk about a, a trip you were recently on. You're down in Florida, Future 50 event. Watching some somebody named Walter Nolan. We don't always talk about recruiting on the podcast here, but when we do, it's about people who I think, players who I think can be generational type, absolutely need to know talents. It seems like Walter Nolan, from reading your article on 24-7 Sports, comparing him to Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, it seems like Walter Nolan's emerging into that stratosphere, Brandon. Yeah, I think when you look at a guy like him, I mean, you see a camp performance like that, and it's easy to get caught into the hype and the hyperbole. Of, you know, is that one-day performance indicative of future ability? But when your guy is the number one defensive player in the country, when he's the number one defensive tackle in the country, and then you just see the light work he makes of an event like that, you know, keep in mind the Future 50 is an event where it brings a lot of elite talent in, not just from that region, but national. He's going up against elite offensive linemen and really had no issues, no problems whatsoever getting through them, you do realize this is not just a one-day performance. This is a generational performance by a generational performer. That's that's high praise. So this six foot four, 300 pounds, in your story, which I've linked in the show notes, you describe him as competitive, athletic, nasty demeanor when he needs to go. I mean, you've got him going against a five-star offensive tackle and winning all three reps. What is it about... Walter Nolan, that makes him so good. I think like when you look at the other generational recruits in 2022, Quinn Ewers, any guy can can know what makes a quarterback good. And you look at Travis Hunter, he's on my Twitter feed every single week and picking off passes and just doing absurd seven on seven stuff. To appreciate Walter Nolan, you have to appreciate really good trench warfare. So is it the hands? Is it the moves? What is it? I mean, it's a variety of, of all of that. Plus the speed, the strength. I mean, what's the most impressive part about him is that He'll line up inside. He'll, he'll play right over the center. Then he'll move into the gap and, and play between the guard and the tackle. He'll play between the guard and the center. And then at the end of the night, he lined up as a defensive end. He li- lines up on the outside shoulder of the offensive tackle and handily wins all three reps. So I, I think the best description, it's something that we now offer on 24-7. No longer do we have the defensive tackle, weak side defensive end, strong side defensive end. We have edge and we have defensive linemen. I think the best way to describe Walter Nolan is he's a defensive lineman. You can line him up at really any spot. He can be a three tech. He can be a four eye. He can be a tackle. He can be an edge and you just put him out there and he's going to cause problems for the offensive lineman. If he needs to use his hands, if he needs to, to show a battery and an arsenal of moves, he can do that. If it's you know true technique, true, I'm sorry, true strength, and, you know, a bull rush that is needed. You know, they don't usually do bull rushes in camps, but we've seen the strength of the way he's been able to shed his blockers. He can do that. And, and really, he's got that ability to play any of those spots. You look at a guy like Rashawn Gary, who could line up 
at a number of spots. And then he gets drafted as linebacker. Not saying that Nolan's going to be drafted as linebacker, but the positional versatility and the ease in which he transitions to each position is really what stands out. And, and, you know, the competitiveness, like the willingness to, in the heat, be the first guy who's leading drills, leading each of the, the rotations through the bags, you know, taking the first reps, taking the most reps. That's something that you just, you can't ignore because defensive linemen have a tendency to take plays off. You watch them in their high school film. They may dominate for two plays and then take a third play off because of just the sheer energy that they use. But Walter Nolan in the heat was running at top speed the entire day. And that's something that you, you just can't help but notice that there's something different about how he's built. How the heck are you guys in the 24-7 Sports Rankings Council supposed to handle the, the 22, 2022 class? I mean, you got you got yours. You've got Nolan at two right now. Nolan's number three in the composite two here. You've got Travis Hunter, who's, you know, Andrew Ivins is writing about Travis Hunter being the best seven on seven player he's ever seen. What are you guys going to do? And, and I agree because I've seen Travis Hunter in seven on seven, and I think he's the best seven on seven player. And I think that, you know, we, we live in a short attention span type of generation, type of society now where, you know, what looks good on Twitter? Well, it's big plays on seven on seven. It's an interception. It's a one handed catch. And don't get me wrong. Travis Hunter is every bit a top three player nationally, no matter what position you put him at. But I think what happens is in the spring, especially what are the type of tweets that go viral in the football world? They're the one-handed catch. They're the interceptions. They're the floating levitation, grabbing the ball out of the air. And Travis Hunter is a master at that. So it's easy to overlook a guy like Walter Nolan because he's just a defense lineman. So what does Walter Nolan do to kind of say, hey, guys, look at me. I uh, need to be in that conversation, too. He goes and dominates elite offensive linemen at a position where every college coach, every NFL coach will tell you, man, if we can get a special generational type of pass rusher, a special generational type of defense alignment, that's going to help our team. I mean, look at the 21 class. You have the top two players in the country are both pass rushers. They're both defensive linemen and Corey Foreman and JT Tui So there still is a premium on defensive linemen. He just happens to be going against, you know, a generational quarterback in Quinn Ewers, a generational just athlete, skill position guy in Travis Hunter. So is Quinn Ewers hold on the number one spot Rock solid. No, now JT may have gone wire to wire, but I think it's going to be a debate all the way until January between Quinn Ewers, Travis Hunter, and Walter Nolan. And this is the kind of performance that helps a guy like Walter Nolan separate himself even more because this wasn't just a local, you know, a defensive line, offensive line, one on one against some of the guys from his hometown. This was a national event that he dominated. You've been doing this a while, so I want to ask you what goes into this boon in, in reading your article, you mentioned all these great defensive linemen and they're all kind of 20, what class like 2013 and on. And I know there was guys, there were guys in the late two thousands too, Brandon, but it's just, you can't list them all. What goes into the boon of, of highly ranked kind of dancing bear D linemen? Is it, I'm sure the recruiting industry it's, it's well-documented is starting to appreciate these players more than the early and mid two thousands where like your top 10 list on rivals could be, three quarterbacks and two running backs and receiver. But I also have to think that these players are the best and the most athletic players are also starting to find themselves, not just on the edge, but it, I mean, at a three tech spot too. Well, I think you, you add in the fact that it's becoming a higher paid position in the NFL. It's a position that you're starting to see a premium being paid even more than it's ever been by NFL front offices, by NFL general managers. But also I think the, there's a boon, absolutely, but there's also a combination of that with a dearth of plenty guys. I mean, if you ever look at the 
the, the first top two, four, seven in each class, you end up seeing 50, 60 wide receivers. Well, part of that's because you see 50, 60 wide receivers as freshmen on the seven on seven circuit there. It's easier for a freshman receiver to make his varsity roster where a lot of these guys still might be either undersized or oversized where they either don't have the weight yet to be a, an elite defensive lineman, or they're too big. They're, they're, they're too chubby. They came into high school too heavy and they're centers, they're guard, and then something clicks, and then the body changes and transforms to now they're this athletic, you know, 280 to 320 pounder. I think it's a lot of it is just physical development, physical maturity. And so defensive linemen and elite athletes like this are kind of later developers in a sense because they maybe have been outside linebackers while they were younger because they were 240 before they became 270 or 280, or they were 330 and they were the chubby guard who outgrew his helmet and now they're, they're becoming much more defined physically and now they're showing that athleticism but i also think that there is part of the seven on seven craze too it's not unusual now to see guys like jt2 mullowell Corey foreman playing on the seven on seven circuit and, and very actually playing not just going on the road to, to be hype man but being used as tight ends so you're seeing a lot more of these big guys being used in athletes you're, as athletes you're seeing these guys with the hands with the speed with the feet and then you get to see them in their natural element at the position they're actually being recruited to play that they project best to and you realize my goodness they are special at that spot and i think you know walter Dolan would be the kind of guy that if you know the opening finals brought him in as a tight end he would probably look like a natural pass catcher and a natural route runner. I mean, this, this is the guy when they were doing the shuttle at 300 plus clocked a 7.03 shuttle. He was moving. He, he beat one of the, the competitors he beat in the, uh, the lineman challenge. He gave a Usain Bolt stare to at the end of the shuttle. <laughs> he beat him so handily. So uh, again, I think part of it's just these guys are a little bit more later developers and they play other positions just for size purposes. But then as the body changes when they're 15, 16, when they're sophomores and juniors, now they were coming these elite athletic defensive linemen. Yeah, it's uh, he, he seems special, Brandon. Um, watching his Twitter highlights or that you guys were posting at Future 50 was pretty fun. We're not going to get into his recruitment. I mean, it seems like there's a ways to go. I know Florida fans are probably listening, LSU fans, Michigan fans. He's visiting. He's supposed to visit Michigan this weekend. You would always also assume Alabama and Georgia get into the mix. I think it'd be kind of fun to see him go to a, uh, a non-Bama, non-Georgia. Maybe, maybe I'm like uh, pulling for Florida or pulling for Michigan here. To land Walter Nolan. Brandon Huffman, we appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go get a good coffee. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you this. It's Friday. It's, we're recording this on a Wednesday morning. You've had plenty of coffee by then. Uh, our <laughs> producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.